0: Welcome to ACNL In Action, brought to you by the Association of California Nurse Leaders. I'm your host, Charlene Platon. We talk to a lot of healthcare experts on this show, but our guest today comes from the other side of things. Kevin Kirksey is a motivational speaker who talks about the remarkable and life-changing experience he has had as a patient. He'll be presenting at next year's ACNL annual program in Monterey, California, but we are so excited to give you a special preview today. Thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us.
1: Hey, Charlene, it's a, it's an honor and a privilege to be with you all and to share today with your, your audience, and I'm uh, thrilled and excited to be able to speak at your conference. Uh, I'm just truly humbled by receiving the invitation to do so, so thank you.
0: Yes, and the honor is ours, and we have so much to talk about, and we'll go ahead and dive right in. And I wanted to just start with learning a little bit more about your story. And can you tell us, Kevin, a little bit about your story and what happened to start you on this journey?
1: Oh, uh, sure. There, you know, there's a, there's a, there's thousands and millions of compelling medical stories, and your audience knows that better than than anyone. I think the interesting part about mine was how I learned I was in trouble, the extent of my life-threatening condition, and the, uh, ultimately the profound life transformation I went through as a result of the care I received from countless selfless, tireless caregivers. You know, it, it kind of it began this way. I really had no symptoms, signs, or warnings of any kind, or health issues, or concern whatsoever. I was at a routine annual doctor's visit, and on my way out, we were done. I just stopped, and I turned, and I asked a question, and that question uh, later proved to save my life, and it's also a question that proved to me personally that divine intervention is real, and it it went simply like this. I just said, hey, doc, I know this sounds a little weird or crazy, and I hope it doesn't because I feel great, but should we check something on the inside of my body? He thought about it for a minute, and he suggested I, I go have a cardiac calcium scan. I asked him what it was. He told me a little bit about it. Uh, ultimately, there's a story behind me not wanting to go do it, but I ultimately did it. I flew out to California on business uh, that, that same day after having done the scan. Got to my first business meeting, and my phone rings. It's the doctor's office, and I I put it on. I, I sent it to voicemail because I'm sure they were just calling to tell me that the, the news was good on the on the results. They called a few more times, and I figured somebody's getting a hold, trying to get a hold of me. So I I called back, and I got the nurse on the phone, and she said the results weren't good. And I said, "Well, okay, what does that mean?" She said, "Well, it's the the worst the doctors ever seen." And I paused, and I said, "Well, what does that mean?" She said, "Kevin, I'm really sorry. It means you're at an extreme risk of a stroke or a cardiac event at any moment." Asked her what what am I supposed to do? And she said, "We've got an appointment with a." a cardiologist uh, group uh, down the street and we need to start running some tests immediately. And I said, I'm in California. What do I do? And she said, well, if, can you remain calm and fly home immediately? Which I did. Um, I'm on the Wi-Fi, looking at my, looking at this scan, trying to research it and see what it is. And my wife's doing the same thing. And I had forgot to ask the nurse what my result was, but I did learn on the flight home that this particular test. It's a marker test and it has a score of zero to 400. That's kind of the scale. And I think you can be beyond the scale or somewhere in there, but I'm thinking, well, I must not be a zero. And I certainly not 400 because that's the high end of the scale. So I called the nurse on the, on, when I got back to uh, Texas, I I called her up and asked her what my score was. And uh, I was right. It wasn't zero and it wasn't 400. It was actually 6518 it was so far off the charts i about i thought i was going to wreck my car um so anyway i i went through um a, a, an array of tests including a heart catheterization um it, it turns out that my arteries were closing up one of them one of the major arteries was 80% blocked one was 90 one was 100% completely occluded and i was i was literally facing a near term highly probable fatal event um the next one to close down, the one that was ninety percent, is in an area of the of the system they call the widowmaker. So it, the results, pro- the outcome, probably would not have been really favorable for me. But I was I was given only one option for survival, and I needed emergency open heart cardiac bypass surgery, which I did. Um, and I think the you know the the journey really began there because I was at my life's heightened sense of vulnerability and fear. Uh, all I could think to do was, was, was pray, and uh, I did so as I was being wheeled into the operating room for this surgery. And of course, I had very little time to come to terms with my mortality. I, I wasn't used to being told that my next step could be my last, and then the next thing I know, I'm being wheeled in to have um, uh, this type of this type of surgery. So, although the medical journey is compelling, the real story that I think unfolds is, is about really about your audience of caregivers and the example that they set for me and 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 their patients. And I and I gave it a name. I, I gave it a name. What I what this this life is. I call it life 2.0. So that's kind of the the beginning of of the journey that unfolded.
0: Yes. And I, I first just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story, for being vulnerable and open about your journey, because I know that it's not always easy to share about something that's so personal to your life or to um, other people. And I want to say that uh, it's amazing that you had the sense or the intuition to ask that key question that really led to you know, the procedure that was done, the scan that was done, to lead you on this journey. And I think that's so important and that's not emphasized enough because when we as patients go through the healthcare system and when we engage with our providers, we are not always the ones who asks questions, right? Of the providers. And, right. and so I just want to give you kudos for first of all, having that awareness in your body that you might want to ask a question and then for going ahead and asking that question. It's not well, always easy.
1: Well, I know. And and thank you for the kudos. I I don't think I deserve the kudos because I literally had not been thinking about that either on my way to the doctor's office, waiting for my appointment, et cetera. I I think it came from a different place. And and that's that's what I'm I, I believe in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I will say too, it's always uh when you see the the medical office calling you multiple times, <laughs> that's all <laughs> You know, I've had that experience in the past, too. And I'm always like, oh, that's so strange because I know my results are completely fine. (laughs) That's
1: right. That's right.
0: (laughs) So it's so I'm glad that you also picked up the phone and, you know, that you were able to listen to those messages and you're open to that. So, you know, that that is uh, there's something to be said about your openness um, to the system as well and engaging with your providers. And it sounded like you had a really great relationship with your healthcare team, too.
1: I did. It was incredible, and I still do today. It's, uh, it's, it's. uh, I'm I'm very blessed to, and very grateful to to know to know these people.
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned about life 2.0, and that's the name of your book. And can you share with us, you know, what does life 2.0 mean to you?
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to, and thank you for asking. You know, life 2.0 is is really just a label that I use to describe a life that I'm never imagined possible. And it's literally patterned after the example of care that I had received during my recovery. And since then, uh, I see that same pattern everywhere in healthcare that I I go. And so it's really about rather than living a life focused on me, which is something I had always done up until I had this uh, problem in my life it's really about living a life focused on others and through their eyes and perspective. And, you know, that's a literally, a, it's a great parallel to what I see in healthcare. I'll, I'll, I'll expand on that a little bit later, but that's essentially what it is. The, you know, I, I decided just to, to write about it, not because of my story, because again, I think there's thousands and millions of compelling medical stories out there. It was really about what happened afterwards, after when I began recovering my interaction with the nurses the healthcare clinical and non-clinical folks, et cetera, is where it really, really kind of came into place.
0: Yeah, that's great to share. And it's a really unique take on the medical stories, because a lot of the times, especially in healthcare, we may only hear the side of the story from the healthcare leader's perspective or from the healthcare provider's perspective. So I think hearing your side in terms of Life 2.0 and hearing directly from Your experience as a patient is a really unique, you know, great perspective that I think everyone can benefit from, especially those who are in healthcare. And I wanted to ask too, if if you had, um, if you're able to share some examples of the feedback and responses that you received um, from readers who have read the book, who knew about the book, any types of responses that really stand out for you?
1: Yeah, I mean there, there's 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 a few. And I think I'd like to begin answering that question which was to describe to to you that it's it's been beyond humbling. I I I wish I knew another word to describe uh humility. But you know, I, I've had people tell me that um they're they've been compelled to get checked out. I mean, just like I was, people read the story and this is, oh my goodness, I didn't know that you could feel perfectly fantastic and ask a simple question and find out that you're you're not doing well at all and so uh and people have uh, were compelled to get checked out I've had three different cases of strangers I've never met in my life get back to me and say that they ended up having the same thing I did and had the same life-saving surgery that I did and I, I just kind of wow. just this kind of is, is amazing mm-hmm. to me when I've when I've seen responses from healthcare providers and things that I've written, or when I when I talk about it, uh, I, I normally I've never seen anything negative. It's always been a very high positive impact, and mostly about inspiration. Um, you know, for some reason, people tell me I'm able to internalize what they do and play it back in ways that they haven't always heard back before, and so. I think I'm, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but I certainly feel an immense amount of gratitude from uh healthcare providers and and I appreciate that very much. Um and then uh, lastly, I I've, I've had I, I never anticipated this whatsoever, but I've had a number of people say that they're they've been motivated to live their own version of life 2.0. You know, I didn't I just, I just labeled it, you know, my, my version is my version and everybody else is something else, but it's, it's kind of nice to go through a transformation and people look into it and they said, you know, I, I want to, I'm going to live my version of that. So that's, that's really nice.
0: Yeah, it's great to hear the feedback, and I'm glad that you were able to hear the responses and how the audience has received it and how it's impacted their lives. I think that it really speaks to the importance of sharing our stories and how much that can really impact the lives of other people, especially when it comes to health care and what we could do to consider our own health in a different way and, and really take ownership of that as well. Right and and I was wondering too in terms of the the patient experience, um, how did your experience as a patient change your perspective on the role of nurses and other healthcare providers during your recovery?
1: Well, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you now, I just absolutely love nurses. And by the way, for your audience and, and those who go the conference, I, I, married a nurse and, uh, it's, oh, uh, awesome, absolutely <laughs> incredible, wonderful people. So, you know, in terms of my perspective on, um, on this, I, it became abundantly clear that the nursing team was, was the ones that had always been there to lend a shoulder for me, um, and allowed me to you know, feel comfortable to confide in them. Um, I, I learned I learned that you know from my perspective that recovery and outcome is more of a is 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 becoming more and more a function of the people involved, and not only about the surgery or the medicine or the testing you know the real clinical side of equation, and I learned that from the nursing teams and one of the things I'd like to share and I. I wish I could speak for all patients out there, but you know, speaking to nurses specifically uh, or anybody that's doing caregiving, it's your knowledge and it's, and it's your skill and it's your teamwork that gives us as patients confidence. It's your encouragement that gives us hope. And it really is all about your attitude and approach that in my case gave me a new life to live. And so that's 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 how they've changed my perspective and this is why I'm, I'm I've dedicated my life to giving back and paying it forward uh in, at every moment that I can
0: that's wonderful thank you for sharing that and I think that it really means a lot when when you as a patient is, you know, sharing how the overall experience, not just the clinical technical side can really impact you as an individual in addition to your outcomes, right? Because it's one thing when you have a team that's very skilled clinically and is a, you know, master and an expert in what they're doing, but it's another thing completely when you talk about their attitude, their approach, how they communicate with you, how they make you feel um, before, during, and after the whole process, right? It can really make or break some experiences. And it sounds like it really um, positively impacted your experience through this whole life-changing event.
1: Absolutely did.
0: And I think that's so important too, because we don't often talk about essentially the soft skills, right? In In healthcare, because a lot of the time there's focus on the hard skills, right? Like who's the best surgeon in the world, right? Like right, I want right. the top, top surgeon, but we never think about who's the top surgeon, Who's also the best at communicating and interacting with patients, and same for the nursing staff, right? We might not think about that um, at first, so I That's think right. it's always a great uh, a great reminder of of how important um, that all of all of that is um, holistically. Yes. And what were some of the the little things that the nurses did that made a big difference in your healing process? Since I know that you spent a lot of time with them, there must have been some things that you've
1: noticed that that's a that's a that's a great question i'm really so glad you answered it because it's really the basis for this new life that i'm living and how it was how it was disclosed to me that there is maybe something more abundant and better that i could do and you know these little things i i i don't mean to sound strange about this but i literally afterwards i was so overwhelmed with what I observed and what I felt that I actually documented and uh, I counted and documented over 140 of them that occurred to me while in the healthcare system, um, uh, you know, b- both right before and, and after surgery. And, and a big portion of these uh, came from the nursing staff. I'll, I'll share a few with you. Uh, and, and these are just little things, but I would also like to take a moment just to give you a, a sense on what it did to me as a patient you know, when I first went into, you know, they were going to uh, start my IV before the uh, heart catheterization. This is uh, just before the the surgery. And I, I guess I was a little nervous that the the RN that was uh, going to be starting the IV, I, I guess she sensed my anxiety and she took a hold of my hand and she said, Kevin, you know, there, there's no rush here and nothing's, I'm not going to let anything happen to you until you're ready. So we can just sit here and, and visit and, or just be calm and just, just let me know when you're ready. I, I don't want to rush you. And all of a sudden, within about 10 seconds, I was perfectly calm and I was ready. And just the kindness of this person just to do a little thing like that made all the difference in, in the world. One of my favorite ones is that when I was uh, out of surgery, they like you to get up and walk around, uh, certainly with help, uh, very quickly after after this type of surgery. And one of the milestones was to be able to walk around the nurse's station and The first time I was able to walk around the nurse's station, I was met with one of the nurses that was caring for me with a high five. And and she was saying, you're a rock star. And I'm going high five rock star. All I did was walk around a nurse's station. I didn't cure cancer. I didn't win the lottery. I, I, you know, and I got to tell you. funny thing is every time i see or hear about a high five i think of that moment every time i hear the word rock star i think of that moment and that young lady uh i i think today she knows she didn't know at the time how impactful that was to me as a a human uh i had to have my blood sugars i'm a type 2 diabetic and i had to have my blood sugars tested every hour on the hour so uh, 24 hours a day and in the night, I obviously wasn't getting any sleep because uh, the, the nurse that cared for me for three three nights, um, you know, had to come in and, and, and wake me up. And she was the one I was always looking for to get the morphine because I was in pain. I, you know, I, I wouldn't, I won't, uh, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a painful uh, situation. So I'd see her coming and I'm thinking, great, I'm going to take this opportunity to see if I can not ask for some more morphine for the pain. One, one night, one, one time she comes in and she said, uh, Hey, I got a question for you. What do you think your blood sugar results going to be? And I told her, I said, I don't know. I think it's going to be a hundred and 150. And she goes, Oh, I think it's going to be 120. Well, she, she won mm-hmm. that game and that became a game that became something we did every <laughs> single time. That's um, awesome. I got to tell you, I never, ever asked or thought about the morphine after that. And to this day, it dawned on me a couple of months afterwards, what this young lady was doing was she did this for my benefit. She didn't do it because she cared about playing a blood sugar game. She did it for (laughs) my benefit. And so I call her the Florence Nightingale of modern day, uh, cardiac critical care is what I, how I refer to her. So, um, that's, you know, that's a couple of the stories. One time I had, uh, three, um, uh, drainage tubes uh, after surgery, and they're they're not the most comfortable thing in the world. And I remember the nurse practitioner coming in to say that she was given the the uh, the approval to, to to remove two of them. And so she, I was a little anxious about it. And she told me what to do, you know, how to hold my breath, and wh- it's going to feel weird. And so she she does it, and I'm going, okay, great, I got one done. I can do one more. And she goes, oh, we're all done. She said, I took two of them out. You didn't know it.
0: Oh, wow. So that okay.
1: little thing of just thinking about benefiting me really struck a chord with me. So there I could go on and on, but there's there's three or four there that, that, that are the little things that made a big difference for me.
0: That's amazing. I love that you took the time to record those interactions because when we think about milestones in our in our healthcare journey, we might not always think of those smaller things as milestones, right? You know, walking one round around the nurses station being off of pain medicine they might seem smaller but those are really huge milestones and those are the those are the memories that you remember uh, in addition to the way that the nurses made you feel how they comforted you so i really applaud you for taking that time and remembering those interactions cuz i think that really speaks to the power of of uh, the nursing to patient relationship and how much these soft soft skills can really impact the care of the patient um, in addition to the care that you're already receiving clinically.
1: Well, I like to say that these little things became the big things that helped in healing me physically, emotionally, and spiritually.
0: Absolutely. and I like that exercise too, just uh, taking note of those things because I think those little things are what we might forget about too, right? when especially if you're in the hospital, there's so much to think about. so i I think that it's great that you recorded that and you're able to recognize who impacted which part of your journey. so so that's awesome. and I love hearing those stories too. I think it's just great to hear about. Um, how the nurses were able to influence you and inspire and also um, change your outcomes in different ways. We don't, we don't ever really quantify those things, right. But they make such a lasting impact. Absolutely. And how did the nurses communicate with you and your family during your hospital stay and after your discharge? Cause that, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of information that you received um, during and after your stay. So how, were there any pieces of, um, were there any ways that the nurses communicated with you that you remember?
1: Yeah, I, I think it it all kind of jelled for me um, afterwards, not not in the moment during the time, which I thought was very fascinating. So, when I when I think back about it, the the nurses they did so in such a way to make me feel not as a patient, but as a human being, and I think that's the most critical thing in in my recovery that I that I observed. And every encounter I had with a nurse was personal. It was never rushed. And they found it some way to make me feel either important or valuable or relevant. Um, And and because of this and because of their kindness and because of these affirmations of me as a human being, you know, after discharge, I I made it a point to communicate with them through email or visits or uh, presentations I did at the hospital. And I, you know I, I vowed to never let them and, and, and everyone in the healthcare field, especially nurses, forget the value and the impact that they provide to their patients and families. And thinking back, I think the biggest thing that um, I you know I, I did is I created a little saying that I communicate every opportunity I can and I'd like to share it with your audience because it was it was developed, uh, specifically with nurses in mind. And it goes like this. I, I, it's just very simple. As patients, we move on, we move forward, but we never forget you're never left behind, especially in our prayers. And it was really important that, you know, I thought I don't want to be one of those people that. Uh, has a surgery. Uh, It was successful. I recovered. I moved on. I went about my life and there they are up at the hospital or the clinic working away, doing the same old thing. I wanted them to know that they actually made a difference. And so that's why I created that saying. And so I write it everywhere I can. I tell people every chance I can. So I um, thank you for the opportunity to share it with your, your audience today.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that with us too. And it's, it's a great reminder, right? Because nurses can, they can go from patient to patient and maybe never know about the impact that their care provided for that person. Um, And I think um, you being able to share that with them is such a huge gift. And, and I think it's probably one of the most meaningful ways to recognize a nurse and to let them know that their care meant a lot or that it made such a such a big difference. So uh, I'm sure that the that the care team that heard those words um, really found it meaningful.
1: Well, I, I I think they did, and um, and I hope it. And I hope I can able to continue doing it.
0: Absolutely. And you spoke a little bit to uh, some of the challenges with your recovery from uh, your procedure, but how did the nurses help you cope um, a little bit more if there was any additional um, kind of uh, ways that nurses helped you cope with the physical and emotional challenges um, of your surgery and the recovery and the rehabilitation?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, one of the, one of the ones was the one about the nurse that was checking my blood sugars. How how I was able to go from every time I spotted her, figuring that's how I'm going to get the the relief from the pain, to I've completely forgot about it. Is just just boggles my mind today, even though I think back about it. I you know, uh, I was also uh, you know. I was also challenged emotionally. I mean, it's, it's sometimes hard for me to admit, but I, I honestly, uh, if I'm going to be vulnerable here, I, I felt like a broken man. I felt like a man whose life is going to be cut short. I mean, what happened to me, I always thought had to happen to the other guy. And, and, you know, I felt if my heart is, is broken. I'm a broken man and I don't know how much longer I have. Um, and as as I had mentioned before, the biggest thing that they did to help me cope with my recovery and rehabilitation was to give give me confidence as a patient, hope in a new life to live, and that what they what they actually did, and not knowing they were doing this, I think, but they actually gave me something to look forward to. You know, so here I am thinking of myself as as a broken man, but they really were giving me the hope and the confidence and you know uh, something to look forward to and whenever you have something to look forward to to latch onto it really really helps and i think that that helped my recovery i mean yeah, quick example um, i was in uh, cardiac rehab uh, one day and uh, you know I, I went up to a nurse that i that i kind of confided in her name was lisa and i embarrassingly whispered to her cuz i didn't want anybody else in the rehab class to hear this but i but i whispered that i've been feeling a sense of depression and it's something I've not felt before. I don't know what to do with it. She took my hand. She looked me in the eyes and she says, Kevin, what you are feeling is quite normal. Everyone here goes through it. It's okay. You're going to be fine. And she says, just a minute. And she goes and she comes back with a book. It's titled, I have it here on my desk and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. constantly have it here. It's called Heart to Heart, a guide to psychological aspects of heart disease. And she said, "This will this will help you. So please take a chance to read it." And 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 it did. And so, I, I think nurses helped me physically, emotionally, and spiritually throughout this journey. And I'm totally amazed by that.
0: Thank you for sharing that, and and I'm glad that uh, that she was able to have that experience with you. And you know, it's it's something like that <laughs> uh, sharing something so. So personal, like feeling depression or experiencing depression, it's first of all, it's not something that every patient would share with their nurse. And then, if it is shared with the nurse, you know, not all people may know what to do with that information. But having that nurse respond so compassionately and then and then give you resources for um, how you could cope and and what you could do with that depression, that's such a great experience. And and thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And I also wanted to talk about your new presentation. And I know it's called Achieving the Perfect Patient Result: a view from the other side. And it includes advice for healthcare providers from the patient's <clears> perspective. <throat> and it really focuses on the patient experience. And can you tell us a little bit about what the goals are for that presentation and what healthcare leaders can learn from it?
1: Yeah. And in short, I, you know, let me, let me kind of define it, define it here. From my perspective, when I talk about the perfect, perfect patient result, what I'm really referring to is if you can achieve a result where the patient or the patient family concludes these three things. Uh, our experience was great. Uh, we're, we're going back to that same facility for our future healthcare needs. And we're recommending this to others. And I got, how better could it be um, if you could achieve those three conclusions. And so that's what I call, just to kind of frame it for everybody, that's what I call the perfect patient result is making those, those that conclusion. Uh, th- the goals of it really are to shine a light on the criticality that all staff, clinical and non-clinical, make significant contributions towards patient experience and to expose a spotlight on what I call the boomerang effect of increased patient family satisfaction back onto the workforce. So there's a dynamic here that as you improve patient experience, I see I see the the same effect comes back on the on the staff from where they're able to see what they do and um, it, it improves things in the workforce. The second goal is really to emphasize the power of these little things that we've spoken about, which really ultimately are this they, they're affirmations of value. Relevance and importance for the patient and/or the family, and believe it or not, affirmations become the best medicine for the patient, and also the best medicine for the staff and the organization as whole, which becomes that boomerang effect. In terms of you know my my objectives, in terms of what healthcare lear, uh, leaders might might you know glean from this or learn from this. Um, uh, a couple of things. One, achieving these results can positively impact patients and staff satisfaction, workforce preservation, the potential for increased rates of patient return. I think that's referred to as patient loyalty. Uh, and even new patients in scoring. I had a um, uh, VP and CNO of a of a healthcare organization just a few weeks back wrote, wrote an endorsement, which kind of made me fall out of my chair. She wrote an endorsement for a speaking Uh, thing that uh, I was being considered for. And, you know, regarding of the material, she said, you know, the lasting impact of our HCAP scores have increased 35% from 2022 to 2023. And I about fell out of my chair because you got to remember, I am coming from this as a purely patient perspective, not from a clinical perspective. I mean, I, I make sure I tell everybody I am not a clinical expert, but people have referred to me as an expert patient, which is kind of kind of, funny to me. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, another, another, um, a couple other things that healthcare leaders can can learn from this is, or, or, or just be reminded, it's not learn, but maybe be reminded, it's the little things that inspire the patients to give back and motivate them to tell others about their experience. I mean, and I'm living that. Um, I, 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 I also try to heighten the sense of the importance and impact of considering the business, you know, the business of healthcare through the eyes of their patients. You know, there's a, there's a lot of research that goes on and a lot of work done on the business of healthcare from the healthcare's perspective, but, but not as much. Uh, from the patient's perspective. and my my attitude is that they should, because, after all, patients are the ones that see everything. Patients and families right. they see everything, right? So, um and then lastly, uh, just the the creation of new strategies to improve patient experience based upon patient observations. I think there's a great, great opportunity to do so.
0: Thank you so much for sharing, Kevin. and and, you know, in your presentation, you did emphasize, you know, that patients should have a good experience and they should want to return to the same facility for future care, independent of what might be the actual patient's outcome. And some people might think that the reverse is true, that outcomes are really the only important thing <laughs> that might happen in the that's healthcare right. experience. Right. And And, you know, can you talk about why you don't think that's true?
1: Yeah, just, just briefly, um, you know, my perspective on things is that outcomes and experiences uh, both impact and affect the patient, the family, the medical staff, the public and beyond. And so they're both very, very important. I'm not saying as one is more important than the other. I uh, My conclusion is they're both very, very important. And the point I'm trying to make is that I believe they both can be mutually exclusive. For, so for example, I have seen the perfect patient result that I talk about achieved even in the face of the worst outcome, which to me would be death. I've, I've, I've had several examples where that's the case, where they, there's been a, a, you know, I hate to, to admit it, but a death uh, of the patient. Uh, And the family concludes that, no, the experience was great. We're still going to go back to that same place and we're going to tell others about it. And so that's what really got me thinking about this dynamic. And I've also seen the reverse true where the outcome is absolutely pristine, but the patient would not conclude that their experience was great, that they're going back to that place and they're telling others. So the converse is true. So all I'm trying to say is they're mutually exclusive. So the conclusion is they they both should be a priority and that neither neither one of them by themselves is the only thing that matters.
0: Right. And I think it just speaks to how, you know, complex care can be and how there's so many different factors that come into making uh, what a patient would consider to be a great experience at a healthcare facility. So definitely great considerations to have in mind and so glad to hear that you're emphasizing that in your presentation. And mm-hmm. as we wrap up today, you know, I, I can't believe it's already time because almost time because um, there, there's just so many amazing insight that you've provided during our conversation, but are there any final messages or lessons that you want to share with nurses, healthcare leaders, or other listeners of this podcast?
1: Well, again, thank you for, for having me. Um, listen, you all, uh, all of you in healthcare, uh, and again, especially nurses, I'm very fond of them. That's why I'm so excited to go to this conference. But you, you set an amazing example for living life. Here's what you do. You put your lives on hold for the, for the likes of people like me. You go in and day in and day out, you put your life on hold to help people like me out. And, you know, I recognize that you've got a life too. You're just like everybody else. And the example that you set is that you give and you give and you give. Yet you ask for nothing in return. And for, and for that, I am immensely and profoundly grateful. I think of each of you as a beacon of light with a built in capacity to profoundly and positively impact the lives of others. And these are lives of others that you may not ever meet or ever know. And I'll talk about that at the conference. I'll expand on that a little bit. Um, little things have the biggest impact. Um, and you all, some of you all have, may have heard this saying, but it's so true that people don't remember what you say. They don't remember what you do. They remember how you made them feel. And so, you know, the affirmations of value, relevance, importance to me is a form of love. And it's a form of love that I receive from healthcare. It's a form of love that we all can give. And I think it represents an incredibly powerful medicine for our patients and each other. So what I would do, the last thing I'll leave you with, and I'll expand on this at the conference is set an appointment with yourself every day to set your bar. And it could be anything. I I have a, a thing in my calendar that says live or die. It's every day at 6.30 in the morning, seven days a week. And I make a choice. Do I want to live or do I want to die? And if I chose die, which I have, not it just means I keep doing what I was doing because that's what was killing me. And if I choose live, it means that I need to I need to exercise, eat, right, take my medications. I need to affirm the value, relevance, and importance of another human being, just like healthcare did for me. So that that would be how I would conclude. And thank you again for the opportunity.
0: Thank you so much, Kevin. And we look forward to having you next year at our annual program in Monterey. So excited to see the rest of the insights that you're going to share with us. And our guest today was Kevin Kirksey, author of Life 2.0. You can find him at kevinkirkseyauthor.com. And we'll put a link in the show notes and make sure to watch Kevin's presentation at our ACNL annual program, which takes place in February, 2024 in Monterey, California. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Email us at socialmedia@acnl.org at and connect with us on LinkedIn and Facebook at ACNL nurse. And as always, if you like the show, please remember to rate review and share. ACNL in Action is presented by the Association of California Nurse Leaders with new episodes on the first Friday of every month. To learn more about the show or ACNL in general, visit us at acnl.org. Thank you for listening.